Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything to make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome into the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and this is the Mandalorian Rewatch. Today we are talking Season 1, Chapter 4, Sanctuary. And with me, I have my good friend Miles Butcher. Say what's up, buddy. How's it going? Oh, good Good to have you here, man. Good to have you here after uh, missing last week. I missed you. It's good and to be then, here. Uh, Kyler Barnett, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm great. What's going on, guys? Oh, I'm... I'm wonderful. I am wonderful. And uh, sadly, our uh, friend who would, at this point, almost certainly enjoy eating Baby Yoda will not be uh, joining us. Absolutely tragic. Sadly. Devastation. Yeah. Um, you know, hyperdrive, it'll get you. Uh, today, <laughs> how do you guys feel about the episode we're about to talk about? It's not... Gosh, I gotta be honest. It's not exactly my favorite, but you know, I'll say it's uh, it's definitely something. It's it's just it's in between. It's just it's not bad. It's just we've just came off one of the most exciting episodes of the series, so I, I think you. you just kind of get lost up in the fact of what happened last episode, and then this one just kind of takes a different cool direction. down for a little bit. I mean, there are some pretty intense moments in this, though, no doubt. Yeah, I would I would definitely say though this episode does have some of the uh the more memed and funnier moments in the show. Oh, absolutely. And I thoroughly enjoyed getting to watch those. I mean, we get the we get Baby Yoda holding the cup of, of uh, broth. I remember I remember when that came out how just that thing took the world by storm. Dude, like, it just, and it, it felt like me, time paused for a moment. Yo, it made me so fucking happy to like I can't I I can't express to you enough how excited every week i was when this was coming out to sit down and watch it because i felt like a fucking child i felt like a little kid by how excited i was to see the show every week it reminded just, me of like watching like i don't know fucking a new episode of iCarly when i was fucking yeah <laughs> 10, no, you know but i think this is the first time we've ever gotten star wars content in a setting like this where like it's weekly like you get those but it, it's 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 a love hate thing because like with the movies you wait a long time but you're waiting for something that's like super long and super filling and like a craving like Star Wars sense. Gotcha. But with the show, it's like it's little tidbit, like just little bits. It's, you know, they're 30 minute episodes. Oh, so it's man. like you you just get a little bit and then you're just left like, oh, just when the week finally rolls over and you get a new one, it's like, oh, it's perfect. It's like fits perfect. Oh, it's, you know? it's amazing. It's and, and that's why I love the weekly release. Yeah, I'm so glad they do the weekly. And release. you don't, you can't, you people can't binge it and stuff. You know, it mm-hmm. kind of keeps people on a kind of a keeps them coming back. I guess you say. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's that it's that thirty minutes that gets you just as soon as it's over. You, you know, you're waiting that week for it. You see it, and then you're like, as soon as it's over, you're like, all right, give me the next week. I'm ready yeah. already. Like I want it. 
And I bet you, I bet you they get a lot more rewatchability out of the show because people don't watch it all right at once to where they get kind of tired of it and don't want to come back to it for a while. When they watch it, you know, by or weekly, you know, they get a new episode each week. By the time they finish it, they're maybe like, you know, within a month, they're probably ready to watch it again. I mean, I know that's how I was. That's Mm -hmm. certainly how I was. I remember just like as soon as I watched the finale, I was like, well, I can't wait to watch this all like back to back to back to back to back because like it really could play as like an eight, eight episode or eight part movie, you know? Yeah. Like that's what it feels like. I I fucking love this show so much. So how about we uh, hop into this episode breakdown? What do you say? Let's get to it. All right. So we've got season one, chapter four, Sanctuary, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard and written by Jon Favreau. We open on a uh, underwater underwater shot of uh, some pretty uh, pretty krill, all swimmy swimmy and shit. And then uh, you know someone dips a bowl and scoops out some of the some of them up. I'm like, damn, they was all having fun. Now, rest in peace. Uh, we then <laughs> we then see this lovely little village with a very peaceful song playing in the background. It's so nice. You got the children being children and their parents watching and working on. It. And it's it's just like such a quaint little time, you know. I love I love this little place. I would love to go here and just and and just be around them. It seems wonderful. Yeah, it. it it almost reminds me of like if Dagobah was nice, like if before <laughs> Dagobah like turned into a swampy, foggy marsh. Like, it's like, oh, wow, this is what Dagobah could have been, I guess, at one point in time. Well, and I, I think they did all that on purpose because they wanted to show you, like, oh, look at how nice it is, this is. All right, now fuck them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We then hear a, a rumbling in the distance. Birds chirp and fly overhead. The villagers begin to run and fire rains down on them from a mysterious but powerful source. Obviously, we learn later that this is an ATST, which is... Uh, Interesting. I wasn't expecting an ATST, and I like how they made it like this overwhelmingly powerful monster type. You know? Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting to see this versus like the Adat, and I don't know how you, I don't know if you guys say ATAT, but I always grew up my my friends. Yeah, Adat. Yeah, whatever you guys want to call it. But I think it's interesting to see like that's probably the most badass like weapon, like you know the M- imperial weapon we've seen was the Adat, and just like. Empire Strikes Back and you know how dope it was to see this giant thing and then in this episode in this episode it's kind of interesting you kind of get a little different well because you see these in Return of the Jedi right and uh and they're not as looming and fucking horrifying as this was because uh like the Ewoks just like poured some logs out and it tripped and fell over (laughs) on it you know like that's that like that's just how they dealt with an ATST because it was that simple for them. Right. But like they wanted to show that like yo, this was a problem. The Imperials weren't just being fucking stupid when they made this. This was a powerful, powerful weapon that like even uh, uh Cara Dune says it later later in the episode where she's like, uh, "This I've seen this take out whole platoons of soldiers." Like, oh, I believe it. And think about how much quicker it moves than an ATAT. I mean, just think about that. Like how much quicker it is, and like it can kind of go places where. You know, an ADAT couldn't. I just called yeah, it an absolutely. ATAT and an ADAT in the you're same gonna get, You're going to catch fire for that. Uh, oh, yeah. I just, I can't make up my mind now. I've discombobulated myself so hard. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to say to appease everyone. Well, there's going to be uh, plenty of more shots of this ATST, so we'll return to that. Conver- we'll return to that conversation later. We uh, we then see these weird uh, fucking pirate village raiders, and their <laughs> leader looks like a, a full ass man dog. Like this dude looks like a, a fucking dog in the face. I thought the exact same thing whenever I watched. It. I thought like it showed like, kind, it showed kind of like, like a bear pug. Yeah, he looks like a fucking pug. He looks like a dog. Why does he look like a dog? <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh, the underbite. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Almost like if, like, I'm looking at pictures, it's almost like it's the Grinch and a dog combined into one. Like one thing. I, I get, I get, I get the vibe you're talking about. I certainly see it, <laughs> dude. Uh, but they they come in and they take what they can and watch. And we watch as uh the mother that we uh, learned to know is Omera and her daughter went to uh hide under the wa- uh in the water beneath one of those fucking bowl things, you know? Yeah. That they were scooping the uh, krill out with. Genius. And uh, it, it, great idea. And, how many? I mean, uh, think about how many great escape like like things we've seen in Star Wars. How how does like George Lucas and Star Wars just nail it every time? It's like, unbelievable. The it's methods perfect. they use and the, like, the, like the thought that goes into it, it's so freaking unreal. A trash compactor? Uh, a trash <laughs> compactor? Well, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, now where's the last place you would think they would be? Hiding exactly. in the water underneath a basket. Why would anyone be there? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty vulnerable, but yeah. you ain't going to see shit. And this is just – it shows an early uh, sign of how – uh, intelligent Omera is, you know, she's, a uh, and she's quick on her feet and she knows how to use a rifle. We learn later. How clutch. Pretty, uh, pretty how badass. Clutch. Uh, when all the, uh, raiders and shit leave, the, uh, mother and daughter arise in relief of having not been murdered, uh, because that's always nice. We get this nice shot of Omera and then we cut to the title screen. We then, uh, next see Mando flying along with baby in his passenger seat and, uh, you know, Baby hits a button on the control panel of the ship, and he looks up at Mando for his approval, and Mando just keeps keeps on staring ahead. So naturally, Baby's like, I'm just going to keep pushing fucking buttons then. Yeah, he's like, dude, you don't pay attention, face Guess the consequences. What? I got something for your ass. He goes, stop touching things. <laughs> and then uh, Baby Yoda coos, and he puts his head down all sad and stuff, but then his ears perk up, and he looks up at Mando. And he slowly reaches for the button, and he pushes it, and the whole ship shakes. <laughs> and the man was like, "Fucking eight, fucking eight. He put, pushes the button. He takes baby. He takes baby, and he puts him on his lap. And he's and it's just fucking adorable. It's the cutest shit in the entire series. And then later, ever, later, we have Baby Yoda like playing with the little lever in his lap. And it's, oh. You ever notice that a uh, Baby Yoda, like when he makes noises, a lot of times they're like literal baby noises. Like they're just normal yeah. human baby noises, and it's kind of disorienting sometimes. It's like. I don't know. I don't know how to suggest to them. Hey, make him sound less human. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have any suggestions for how to solve that. Well, but what it's if just like, like Yoda, and he he like made a little mm, sound. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'd like that. I think it. I think it'd be, be like a little unnerving. Yeah. No, it's got to be like uh, it would be a little Chucky ass. It would have to be Return of the Jedi Yoda. The noises he used in that one, the <laughs> noises he made, are so much funnier. Mm-hmm. Forever sleep. <laughs> bro i love i love that scene oh, i love funny. that scene with yoda and luke and his last moments because it's just so perfect yoda like i i mean we can talk about it whenever we eventually watch return of the jedi together but it's I like fucking love it. it's crazy he just sounds so like when because i grew up on the prequels so like when i started watching it i started with the prequels like you know my yeah. dad had we had the whole set so like we would watch it from one to six you know and then um 
it's just so weird because like you hear him in the prequels and he's very like deep, almost deeper, like way deeper of a voice. He's really distinguished sounding and he doesn't sound like a quacky old man, but he actually <laughs> sounds like that's like the point though. When, once you get to the sequel, he's no. been in like, yeah. he's been in isolation for so and long. And he's been you? through some goddamn shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... Damn. That man's had a rough go. At least, at least he potentially made Whoopi. I mean, there's hey, a theory out there. I mean, he had it's like a theory. He had like 900 good years. The yeah, last 20 right. might have right. might not have been great, but the first 900 <laughs> were good. Yeah, they they were solid. You know, they did they did they did what they could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then uh, Mando starts narrating to Baby while he's uh, in his lap, and he's like, uh, "It's where they're going. A planet called a Sorgan. No starport. No industrial centers. No population density." Also known as a good place to hide the fuck out, you know? Yeah, perfect hideaway. And I love this little quote that he says to him here. He goes, you ready to lay low and stretch your legs for a couple months, you little womp rat? Calls him a womp rat. I mean... mean, He is. He's a little womp rat. He's a little shit. He's his little womp rat. (laughs) But, like, my thing is, is, like, he literally went back and saved him. And, like, I can't help but feel like Baby Yoda is like, yeah, you can say whatever you want, my guy. But, like, I know your ass came back to save me, so... (laughs) Well, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, like I feel like everyone has like that that friend that they love to death, but you're also like, you're fucking stupid and you're a little shit. But hey, I you're you ready? You ready to do this? You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you know, it's it's like when my sister would leave her phone at a restaurant and my dad would have to go back and get it, and she's like, "I'm sorry, Dad," and then he's like, "I love you, you fucking idiot." It's whatever. I love you. Er, you know, like er, just er. Those, those vibes just. Yeah, he's like he was like I came back to save you, but I love you. But also, you're a little shit, and you keep trying to break my ship. <laughs> so we're gonna go hide out, but fuck you at the same time. <laughs> I mean, hey, I get it, man. Uh, we uh, we then see some beautiful shots here of Mando entering the atmosphere as he's flying overhead in the uh, Razor Crest, and then they uh, they land, and Mando lays it down for Baby, who happens to be uh, reaching for buttons to push and levers to pull and such. And he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna go look around. Don't touch anything." Don't move. I'll be back. He's like, you stay. You don't move. Understand? And then baby's like, eh. He's like, great. <laughs> yeah, that was I like how he trusts. I like how he still trusts it. He's like, yeah, oh, he, tr- okay. he trusted. He trusted that. Eh. And he was like, great, cool. He's you like, got it. He's like, oh, I'll come back. He will not be in any different place. Like, we'll, we'll be chilling. <laughs> I'm an I'm an expert in baby Yoda language, and that eh meant yes, I will stay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then naturally he makes his way to the door to get off the uh, razor crest, and the thing opens all slow and stuff. And uh, by the time it's all the way open, we see Baby Yoda has, in fact, already moved right to Mando's <laughs> side. And uh, he looks down. He's like, "Oh, what the hell?" And they uh, waddle on forward, and Baby Yoda, literally waddling, is my favorite thing ever. This little walk here that they show, fucking adorable. <laughs> Nothing cuter. I love it. I yep. love it. Actually, Colton, thinking about that walk, they show him walking places all the time, but they show like him start walking and they cut to him later on. I feel like him getting anywhere takes like just hours. Oh yeah, I mean this dude's taking tiny steps. The, the like, fact that the, the, like it's 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 just it's it's Hollywood magic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has zero of the Yoda the Yoda agility yet. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, not there yet. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, I mean, like. Mike Trout's son is still going to be a baby at some time, you know. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> he's but not like, going to be able to run around like that guy. But like it, they, it, it like shows him in like man, you know, Mandalorian walks out of the ship and he's like, "All right, fine, come on, we're gonna go to, a, we're gonna go, you know, find some place to go." 
And he's like, all right, let's go. And just walks away. And baby Yoda's just waddling along. Like you're going to get a mile and a half ahead of the baby, be at your <laughs> destination. And he's going to get there two days later. <laughs> well, somehow they arrive at this yeah. restaurant bar type area at the same time. And uh, we get these shots from baby Yoda's point of view of him looking around at all the different people. And we uh, see a loath cat. If you've watched star Wars rebels, we see a live action loath cat, which I thought was interesting. And it uh, hisses at baby. And I will forever hate that fucking loath cat because of it. Uh, so <laughs> fuck you loath cat. Uh, they then make their way past Cara Dune, who we see for the first time here. And uh, they take a seat. Uh, when Mando goes back and forth with their hostess, he asks about Kara, asking how long she's been here, recognizing that she was a badass, I assume. And by the time this conversation is over with the hostess, Kara has disappeared from her previous spot. Where the fuck she go? Mando has to know. So he's like, yo, watch the kid. And he goes and he follows, he follows out there and he, he turns on this like tracking technology that he has in his helmet. He can see footsteps through some sort of thermal technology. How does that work? The thermal, the technology they give him is just ridiculous. I mean, he's the predator. It was just, you know. I wish I, I, I wish fair. I wish we had Brant here to make the noise. Oh. <laughs> he he's me. very good at it. I can't even deny it. He he has that thing down. <laughs> uh, but uh, as he's as he's trying to track uh, track Kara down, she ambushes him, and they have a nice little fight ultimately proving that Kara is about as badass as the Mandalorian, I think. I mean, she had the jump on him, but still. I mean, you can just take one look at her and know she's definitely about that action. Like, she is 100% the, like, real, like, Mandalorian representation of, like, you know, I, I, I've seen about it, but uh, I packed that thing, too, so pull up, you will get clapped. I mean, that's <laughs> literally, like, she's about it. Why? She, she does, she has that energy big time, for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, this this fight ends with them laying down, looking at each other with their pistols drawn at each other. And then, uh, you know, we see Baby Yoda waddle up, sipping on his bone broth. <laughs> He's just like no, no uh, social. And I, lo I love that they actually they did. They weren't afraid to be like, this kid is like also kind of fucking funny, you know, like yeah. he, he knows he's funny, right? Like yeah. he knows this no, is a funny move because he he pulls up, they look at him, and then he takes a sip. He's like, he's like it's hey, like it's like ready a for this shit? Up, bitches. Y'all ready for this shit? Okay, it's watch. like it's like I know y'all won't kill each other in front of me. So what's up? <laughs> uh, uh, they make their way back inside, and she kind of gives them the rundown. You know that she was a rebel, and now she's laying low. Early retirement, she calls it, and she basically tells Mando to get fucking lost. And he's like, yeah, you know what? That seems fair. This planet's taken. Um, which I think is kind of interesting. Like two I people think, can't lay low together. Well, I think for him, it's just a respect thing. Cause like he would probably demand that somebody like if someone was trying to hide out somewhere that he was already hiding out at, he's probably not allowing them to stay, you know? Yeah. It's like a, if they come looking for you, you're going to know. I think it from a, like, you know, bounty hunter rebel, all, everybody has things to hide from at this point in star Wars. It seems like, you know, a lot of people have a lot of reasons to hide you know, post uh, empire. So I feel like it's just like in that kind of environment in society, people know like, Oh, Hey, you know, have some common courtesy. Like I was here first, get lost. Also, I think it's like, because it kind of talks about it later on in the show, but I also think it's like, they thought that was the only like real like settlement on the planet. Yeah. And Mandalorian wasn't just going to go live out in the fucking bushes, <laughs> you know, for the rest of his life. 
Well, it's easier to hide in like amongst people, you know. Yeah, and that's why, yeah, and so that's why I think she was like, "All right, well, I'm already in this settlement, so you can go ahead and go fuck off for a bit. I'm staying yeah. here." And then later on, whenever they come to ask for him for help, and he's like, "Wait a minute, where are you guys from?" And he says, "Oh, a little village, you know, way out there." And they're like, "He's like, all right, I'll go with you. I'll help." Yeah. Yeah, so he makes his way back to his ship, and we uh, we see uh, these two villagers that have been traveling for a couple days, apparently, to come find him, uh, approach him, and they ask him about if he's a Mandalorian, if they can uh, pay him for protection for their village. And Mando was like, yo, really? You ain't got enough money for that. <laughs> and they're like, please. <laughs> I like how he knows his worth. Like, he's like, oh, I cost a pretty penny, honey. Like, And like, and like y'all ain't got it, all right? <laughs> And uh, when the two uh, give up to walk away, they speak out loud saying, now we have to go all the way back to the middle of nowhere. And Mando's like, wait, 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 wait. You got a place to stay? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, come on. And he's like, all right, I'm with you. And <laughs> oh, how the turntables. Oh, how the turntables. Uh, Mando takes the money that they were offering him and, they, uh, and then he gives it to Kara to come with him. He's like, yo, it's an easy bet that ain't shit out there. That can stop an ex shock trooper. I think it's I think it's good that like he took the money they gave him because like how scummy does he look if he takes these people's money when he's really the one getting the most value out of this like thing, yeah. like already like he's getting exactly what he needs and he should probably be paying them and he's gonna take their money. It's like okay, it's good he gave it to someone like else. Like yeah, uh, he like paid it forward in a way to help himself. Yeah, for sure. Uh. We then get a, a very cute shot of a baby here looking up at the stars, which I thought was adorable. And we cut to the uh, next morning when they pull up to the village. The uh, the kids love little baby, as they should and as I expect them to. Uh, I want them to shack up here at the end of this show so bad. That would be – I think that's – it's a perfect setting for it. It gives me like really um, kind of like Thor in uh, Endgame, you know, when you go and see um, – new asgard you know yeah. that like quaintness and like quiet it's just like mm-hmm. it seems like just a perfect place and especially for someone who's so grizzled and like immersed in the darkness i guess i'll say uh as mando like, like getting that. to settle in a bright and kind of like just quiet not don't gotta watch your back like that would probably be the most ideal thing oh for sure no doubt uh Mando heads to his new lodging and goes back and forth with the uh, woman that we saw earlier, Omera. Uh, and they exchange pleasantries, basic host and visitor stuff. Uh, and then Omera's daughter walks up all slow and it sets Mando's alarm off and he turns on her ready to draw and shit and it scares the absolute fuck out of her. Uh, and the girl's mother explains to her, the girl's mother explains to her that this man is here to help, you know. He's here to fight the bad guys. He ain't gonna hurt you. And uh, it's a cute little scene. Later that day, Omero returns to Mando's quarters to bring them dinner. Winta, the daughter, asks if she can feed Baby. And uh, Mando's like, yeah, sure. And then she's like, can I take him outside to play? And he's like, uh, yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> she's like leading him out the door. And he's like, wait, wait, I, I don't, I don't. And <laughs> Omero's like, it's going to be fine. He's like, but I don't, I, wait. <laughs> I like how he like is so back and forth on how attached he is. Yeah, like, he's, like, clearly, like, I need to protect this baby at all costs. Don't yeah. take him out of my fucking sight. Going from fuck this child to, no, wait, don't go. <laughs> I, lo- I love this kid. Don't leave me. <laughs> uh, they look to the kids outside, and uh, Omera's talking to him, and he's like, 
She's like, I have to ask, why can't you take the helmet off? When was the last time you did in front of people? And he's like, I wasn't much older than they are. And I was like, fuck. And so was she. She was blown the fuck away. She's like, you haven't taken your helmet off since you were like 10? <laughs> I think it's at this point right here, the idea of him taking it off becomes a lot more practical. Like hearing him say that and like that, like in like, I hate to say intimate because it's like really early on in that whole like, you know, plot line. But yeah. I think like you definitely see him be so vulnerable. It's almost like he's itching to talk about it. Like, yeah, I get like what you're he saying. was like, like oh my God, like... finally. Okay, uh, here's the tea. <laughs> and it was like, like, that's how I feel like it was. So he was like, he's like, nobody's ever asked. I know. It's. <laughs> It's always it's it's, a single tear falls from the T visor. They always say this is the way, but they never ask way is this treating you? <laughs> like never ask anything <laughs> like to take care of you. They just are like, yeah, he's good. I've been waiting 20 years. No one's ever asked. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, right here he explains that he was happy that the Mandalorians took him in. So it's I feel like it's kind of like an he he owes them that, you know. Yeah. He's like he's like the parents my parents died, the Mandalorians took care of me. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, well, this is the way. And I'm like, fuck. I wish they didn't say something so fucking cool because I don't want him. I want, I want him to be with her right now with baby Yoda. And I just want him to settle be down. Be a family. That ain't going to happen. Them a little family. Happen. Oh, that would be the best. He uh, takes a seat with his food as he watches the, the children play. And he sets his helmet down on the table beside him, not showing his face still. And I, I like that they cleared this up for us because I had this question too. We, I was like, does he take his helmet off to eat? Like the first time I watched, I was like, how does he do, like, how do you live with that thing on? Does he just like fall asleep wearing that shit? And he's just like, nobody better come wake me up tomorrow. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, real quick, uh, he's clearly sitting, like looking out the fucking window, eating his food with his helmet off. What prevents one of the kids from like just looking at me like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Like if Omer just like walked over and was like, "Hey, oh, yeah, he's, just, he's no longer allowed to ever wear the helmet again." How how much more like unintimidated are you? Like, let's say you're a kid and Mandalorian walks into your house full armor. You're like, "Oh fuck!" And then and then he takes the helmet off and it's just Pedro Pascal looking like pretty fucking normal. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, I mean, all right. <laughs> I know, I know you pack that thing too, so if I go around that way, I will get clapped, but... Like, I feel like the vibes would immediately go from, like, holy shit to, like, you're not my dad! Like, real <laughs> real quick. We, uh, we then cut to uh, Mando and Kara in the woods doing some tracking, you know. They follow the tracks uh, from the 15 to 20 soldiers, I think is what they say, to a, a massive footprint left by the ATST, an Imperial Walker. And they realize this is a losing battle, you know. So they go back to the village where Mando and Kara are addressing the people. Mando steps forward, noble as shit, and he says, Bad news. You can't live here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I like how it's just he has such a way with words. Just like, wow, really letting it all hang out. <laughs> like, <laughs> And Kara lets him know, too. She's like, wow, good bedside manner. Wow. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, damn. They like they didn't dis- like they didn't talk about like all right now what do we tell him when if we get back he's just like no i got to cover it don't worry i know exactly what we need to tell him <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the fuck out 
<laughs> Kara steps forward and it's like, yo, it's no other thing you can do. Y'all know about this thing and you didn't tell us. And that's fucked up. <laughs> She's like, there's only two of us and we can't stop it. And they're all like, we shall fight to protect our homeland and legacy. Yeah, like, I feel like, like the fact that she acts so hopeless with her and Mando, it's like, Dude, we literally watched Ewoks destroy these things with, like, wood. Like, I think you got it. Like, you have that shot in your bag. Like, it's okay. Damn. Like, she acts hopeless. Like, like For real, though. But, but, like, again, she explains this has taken out whole platoons of soldiers right here. I guess she does kind of have, like, a, like, horror behind it, I guess. So, I guess, yeah, that makes like sense. She's, fought, she's actually fought against yeah. them. I mean, And, I mean, like, th- that ATST did kill a bunch of the Ewoks, let's be no, real. I mean, like, that's, that's a really sad part of yes. the movie, but... It, it, it for real it, it it gets rid of them it dispatches some of the ewoks but also they have the you know them two and then a bunch of villagers they don't have a whole bunch of ewoks they, if it was a if it was a village of ewoks she would have said all right we got this no problem we got this shit no doubt and i remember the battle of endor yeah. these, <laughs> these little fucking ewoks they ewoks, was all over it ewoks are top tier fighters that's the that's the issue <laughs> not like those pussy ass jawas goddamn it's all about it, but it was all about protecting the homeland though, you know? So like maybe these villagers are really about it, you know? And uh Mando's like, We shall train them. And I was like, Fuck yeah, Mando, okay, do you? And we've gotten these montages before in Filoni, Star Wars. We got something like this in Rebels, we got something like this in Clone Wars where they train a small village to protect them from something that's mm-hmm. gonna come in and destroy I, I remember it specifically in Clone Wars. Uh but and I, I just love this whole thing, this whole montage. I just think it's so, it's such a suddenly becoming fighters. Yeah, it's almost like watching Rocky, man. You just get those like real like they're really grinding these villagers. They're trying to make them ready, and it's like I don't know. It's just no complaints. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you know, we get the plan here: digging a deep ass hole for the walker to fall into. Lure the walker into the hole. Blow it up when it's in the hole. Also, build big ass barricades. Solid plan. Uh, that's where we get the cool montage. We see that Omera knows how to handle herself with a blaster. She's a pretty impressive woman. Yeah, no, no doubt. I ain't gonna lie. Almost like Ruth from Ozark. I mean, how many shows am I gonna tie into this show? But I mean, I'll. I'll no, go, I love, I love the I, pop culture references. Yeah, bro. I mean, I, I think it. she gives that those kind of vibes. Like she's very like quick on her feet, like like a femme fatale type. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and uh, Mando and O'Mara talk outside his barn before they're about to uh, set on their own mission, you know. And I know that because we've seen this, we can project a lot of emotion onto the man's mask, like as to what we feel the scene should be about. But I just felt like he was infatuated with this woman and really did not want to leave the front of this barn. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. This episode really does lean into that, though. Like, there's a lot more perceived emotions with Mando. Because, you know, we kind of touched on this. It's like, you know, with the helmet on, like, you really, it's all up in ter- interpretation. Yeah. And, or, like what you said, how, you know, the mask itself is, you know, a metaphor for the fact that he hides his emotion. Hides yeah, he's he that he likes that aspect of it. So I think you get both of those. But I think he's definitely more vulnerable. He's more, like, likely to talk about it. Kind of like we talked about with uh, Cara Dune, you know. He's just, he's opening up. It's kind of strange. Yeah, for sure. Kara and Mando head out to the woods where the uh, weird, ugly dogmen have posted up. And uh, they take out a couple, of the, a couple of the guards, and they head into the hut with some weird pools of liquid on the inside. And they uh, set up a bomb. Pretty cool little bomb. They're just like, boop, tee, 
beep, 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 Solid. And then it gets faster and faster and faster. And then boom. That's how bombs work. That's how bombs work. A few of the weird, ugly dogmen enter this room and they get their asses fucking kicked. Big time fight here. Somebody gets dumped in this liquid, which I have to assume melts their face. Like this, it just gives off that vibe that like this would like melt you if you got put into it. Wasn't that the, was it the like the blue liquid stuff? Yeah, like what? I'm pretty sure they were drinking that earlier. I think that's what they like Uh, turned those, the little like blue fish things into. Oh, no shit. Yeah, because I remember like the scene whenever they like before they like that whenever they break into the camp, like the first two yeah. people that they kick the shit out of, they're both like holding little cups of the blue liquid. Oh, Damn, that's gonna okay. be some potent ass shit then if it's gonna melt somebody's face off. Oh, <laughs> I, you know that's that's that that's that freaking pre prohibition alcohol. I guess I was wrong. But that, <laughs> I guess I was just like, what would what would I want Cara Dune to do in this situation? I would. <laughs> Dude. I, I would want her to be so ruthless that she would just dunk this dude in and be like, "Sorry, dude, you're dead." Now. It's like my, uh, it's like my chemistry teacher in high school, who he said if there was ever an intruder, he would get acid and dump it on them as soon as they walked in the door. Jesus, I felt like he was excited, like he was hoping for it to happen. Oh yeah, no, he definitely was. He was like, he was hoping. He was like, if this ever happens, I hope the first place that they come to is my room, so I can just pour. I think the funniest part would be that like he would look like a total square. Like he's gonna be in his lab coat with his goggles on and his gloves. (laughs) He's gonna have the eye wash station already turned on, and this man is just about to like. It's gonna turn into like a nineteen forty special. He's gonna be like, take that bad guy. Yeah, they're gonna announce like the intercom saying like, "Uh, there is an intruder alert, and he's gonna be like, all right, kids. Get in the back closet. He's going to put his lab coat on, put the goggles on. <laughs> so I'm suiting up, guys. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the episode, but that was fucking funny. Oh, uh, when, when, when one of the blaster bolts hits the wall, Mando has his uh, a little idea springs in his head. A light bulb pops off. He's like, okay. Pew, 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 pew. Loads that wall with a few more bolts. He's like, yo, Car Dune, go full fullback mode and plow through this fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> and then the building explodes, but they make it out in time, you know. And then enter the ATST, menacing red eyes and robotic stomp. Uh, I like how they replicated the way this walks in such a smooth, yeah, live action fashion. fashion I think now. it definitely looks so much smoother because, like, when you watch, uh, but it still maintains that yeah, vibe. No, it, it doesn't it make it seem that. any like more powerful or like there's been a drastic like change to it. But it definitely looks more fluid, and I think it's just a technology thing. You know, you look at five and six. Uh, Absolutely, you, you just see like sometimes they look like they're moving and almost a little too robotic. But I think you didn't take away anything from these when, you know, I think it's reasonable to assume they'll evolve and kind of become and look a little better, you know? Oh, 100%. But I, what I was so impressed with is that they still maintained that robotic nature yeah, that yeah. they had in episode five and or episode five and six, because like, it still looked like that clumsy ass walk. Yeah, it just looked yeah. a little more menacing, which I, I fucking dig. Uh, and it chases them all the way back to the village and we see the, What's that? I just was gonna ask. So, what do you think? How, where do you think they get this stuff? Black market? Like what? Because Imperi- the Empire's gone, you know. So they just raid like old, you know, weapons. Well, yeah. I mean, their equipment and just go yeah. Away, no, I know that's know, what I'm saying. It's just so interesting to see the Empire like still exists in some like in an interesting manner. I guess you know. 
I would assume it'd be like the like those warlords are like selling some of that equipment. Yeah. Because like like in like the previous episode, like the the dealer and all that stuff. Like they have to have the money to pay all those stormtroopers. They have to find that somewhere. Dude, imagine yeah, how much it freaking costs or how much work it has to get done for Moff Gideon to get his damn TIE fighter. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Bro, I mean, what the fuck's he going to do now? Like, he's just going to get another TIE fighter? Dude, those things are a pretty penny. They got to be. I mean, I don't know. They gotta Does be he penny. have stacks I mean, like that? Like, he had a, he had a nice TIE fighter because he, he, he was a Moff, uh-huh. you know? Like, he was on Tarkin level. So, like, what? Like he had that, he had that good, good. That's a personalized. That's that. <laughs> where's he? Where's he gonna find another Tie Fighter like that? I, I imagine he has enough money. Like money's not an issue for him. That's what I'm saying. He's got. It'd be like, I feel like it's kind of like, like oh, if you know, Elon Musk crashes a car, I feel like it's like not a big deal crash, for him. If he crashes a Tesla, yeah, he's like, all right, just get one on order. I'll pay for it. Just deliver it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, again it chases them back to the village and we see the villagers ready to fight and the children all hiding away with baby and uh, as they approach the camp they uh shout out some final extru- instructions because uh it's fucking go time time to fight and the uh walker takes a few steps towards them boom 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 and then it's like uh uh-huh. Very Pixar energy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It is uh-huh. funny that they make it all, and then it just posts up. It's like, oh, uh-huh. yeah. It's like, okay, we're stationary. Like, I'm about to fuck y'all up now. Yeah, and I and they're like, fucking, fucking a, <laughs> shit, god, god damn it, stop short. And uh, we get this beautiful shot here in the standoff with the village and the villagers on one side, with the ATST on the other. And I just absolutely love this shot. And I also love that it's basically directly from the concept art. Like this was like definitely one of the ideas they had from the get-go yeah and i definitely i just think it's uh it just keeps paralleling that you know george lucas really likes to model these in some way shape or form after westerns you know it's common for him to kind of lean into some western tropes yeah so the standoff the yeah yeah i think i definitely think that like that scene that scene comes it looks like it's straight out of a western you know it's pretty badass uh, the walker opens fire on the village, and uh, they promptly return fire. And uh, at the walker and the raiders coming in, and Mando does some uh, disintegrating again, gives the weapon to Kara, who runs full speed at the walker, trying to draw it into the hole. And uh, slowly and slowly, like this scene drags on. Uh, it takes debate, but like it's it's like holy shit! It really like, puts it's you really on the edge of your damage. seat. Yeah, it really did, because I was like, holy shit, are they really not going to be able to just, like, take another fucking step forward? Like, I know you're going to get there, but, like, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, take the step, do it, do it, hurry, please. <laughs> Stop shooting at the buildings, I don't know which one Baby Yoda's exactly. in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, once it finally takes the bait, it goes down, goes down, Mando charges forward with his, uh, grenade, and he tosses it in, you know, bye-bye ATST, victory to the villagers, retreat, go the raiders. I was, uh... It's a, it's a good scene. It's a yeah. I just think you scene. continue like to see Mando become less and less independent, and and not that's not a bad thing. I think he, no, he's all, I think he would still be just fine on his own. But I just definitely think you see him seeing and finding the value in you know not being afraid to ask for some help or get some help or you know do it with not do it by yourself. I just think that you see that get developed more in this episode, and I really like that. You know. Well, what I also like is that they weren't afraid to make the first episode of this series the beginning of that arc. Yeah. They're just going to be like, yo, before this point with like IG-11, 
this man worked alone. Yeah, he did not. He didn't do yeah. team ups. He didn't, he didn't do the shit. But like he he was forced into it, and now he is like uh, lightening up to the idea of having a team around him as he yeah. travels I mean, with his companion. He, he's and, Tony Stark. He's Star Wars Tony mm-hmm. Stark. And also DC Batman and a gazillion other people that we probably named in the show. <laughs> we got to keep a tally. We got to keep a running mark for what, what's some new ones and stuff. Oh, 100%. I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll, I'll keep my eye out for some more uh, comparisons for Mando. Uh, <laughs> we uh, cut back to the village at peak peace. Just beautiful. Back to the, like beginning of the episode level and uh baby's chasing around a frog and he, puts it in his mouth and it's all cute and shit and all the kids are like ew that's fucking nasty (laughs) (laughs) and and baby Yoda's like okay just spits spits the frog out and uh it 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 hops away plops back into the water and i was like oh that's cute at least he was like okay you guys don't like this i'll just go ahead baby yoda uh, is gonna be chasing them frogs forever man he can't ever just he's he can't get it well like maybe that's why yoda chose dagobah <laughs> frogs out the ass, just you bro. It's out. a swamp. He's probably eating all the slimy creatures. Oh, he got it. Yeah, he. Yeah, no, definitely. I also bet that one frog in the earlier episode really wished that they, it had those kids around, just you oh, know, no to doubt. judge Baby Yoda to not just swallow it whole. <laughs> <laughs> those kids were that frog's judgment day. <laughs> Said he shall live. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. The council has decided. The council. <laughs> uh, Mando and Omera watch on as the children enjoy themselves, and she points out how happy Baby is, and uh, it's very cute. And Kara asks what happens if he takes the helmet off, and he says, you just can't ever put it back on again. And she's all, that's it? You take that bad boy off, and you and little Miss Thang over there can raise your kid and everything, but you ain't going to do that right the fuck now? What's wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Imagine if he did take the helmet off right here, and oh. then the bounty hunter still came, and then he was like, well, fuck. Also, like, <laughs> he's the only one that knows. So, I mean, yeah, always I, mean, like, I mean, I took it off, but, you know, no one else knows. No one will But then they'd be, like, betraying knows. his culture. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know. Be, I get what you're so, saying. Yeah. Practically, he could write it's it. It's interesting to wonder about how if he when depending on when he put it on. Let's say he put it on at like 16 or something. You know, if he the amount of developing and growing and how different you look by the time you turn 25 from 16. Like, can we think about how this man probably has no idea what to expect when he takes off his mask? If he when he like if he sees himself. I mean, he's. I well, imagine he's seen. He's probably seen his mirror. He's probably yeah. seen a mirror. I mean, like he can take it off when he's alone because he has to eat and shit. Yeah, I imagine I'm like just... on his ship, like whenever he's just like bounty hunting normally on his own, he probably is not wearing it twenty four seven. Fair. I don't know, man. I feel like we've seen enough of him just w- wandering around his ship. Well, but, I mean, but I guess a lot of that, with Baby Yoda. Yeah, he I had Baby he's... Yoda with him, and that's someone yeah. else. So technically, also, I have a uh, Kyler. You made me well, that. What about like if like you know the one the other Mandalorian like the, the, the like Forge lady? What if they like knew each other as kids, and like one day they just decided to take their helmets off and they like they remembered what they looked like as kids and they see each other and like God damn you oh, look like this shit. now fuck that's wild that's crazy to think about be, that would be wild but like yo I hope I hope this is the arc I hope the first person Mando shows his face to is Baby Yoda. No, oh, yeah, it has to be. 
I, I don't want it to be anybody else. I don't I, like I I want them to have a moment where he gets to a point where he's just like, you know what? You're mine now, okay? I'm gonna take this helmet off and you're my child. How I love funny you, would okay? it be if he took the mask, the helmet off, and Baby Yoda's only seen him with the helmet and he likes him with the helmet. He takes the helmet off and Baby Yoda is just mortified. Just like freaks the like, fuck out. Scared of a just normal looking guy. Jesus Christ, put it back on. <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. He's like, what the those fuck are his first words. Take that off? <laughs> those are his first words. Ah, fuck. <laughs> put it back on. Oh, uh, that'd be something. <laughs> But after uh, she's like, that's it, Mando quickly changes the subject and uh, <laughs> starts talking about how someone has almost certainly heard of what happened in the village. It's a little too much noise for a small town like this, and uh, they'll come looking for him, and it's time to leave the planet. And she's like, man, I wouldn't want to be the one to tell him that. Mando says, I'm leaving him here. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that's just... just- just take the damn helmet off. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, traveling with me, bounty hunting, it's no life for a kid. He'll live here, he'll have a good life. He's been, he's like, he was scared to let the damn baby Yoda out of the house to play with a little kid. But he's going to be like, yeah, you're right, just hang out here. I'll see you right, never. See you, see you never. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> and Cara Dune's like, you're going to break his little heart. And he's like, he'll get over it. We all do. <laughs> And I was like, fuck, this guy is so sad. Like, that's such a sad thing to say. <laughs> I just, like, I damn, can't, I, I just don't buy that he actually thought about rehoming Baby Yoda after he went through absolute shit <laughs> to get this little baby back. And now he's like. I think, I think this would have been another situation where he like flew away and then he was like, nope, nope, I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm, <laughs> I'm going back. Actually, and, uh. <laughs> after uh, after this little interaction we get a brief cut to a, a bounty hunter with a tracking fob on the planet and we're like oh fuck and I remember at this point in the episode being like oh shit is, isn't this episode over isn't this episode <laughs> fucking over what, cut cut to black I don't need to see this fucking guy shut, shut, shut it off shut it off and uh, he Mando approaches Omera and Omera tells him that the village wants him to stay you and your boy could have a good life and uh, she tries to take off we his could helmet. have a good life yeah she tries to take off his helmet we see it through the scope of the rifle pointed at Mando's head. And I was like, fuck, is he? I mean, I was like, as long as his helmet's on, he'll be fine. He'll just ding, bounce right off that bitch. But uh, if she actually gets, if she succeeds. And he, <laughs> and he puts, uh, puts his hands on her, stops her, says, I don't belong here. But he does. And she says that she will look after him as one of her own. I was like, wow, this is a very powerful scene. Too bad it's all about to go to shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then we see that scope turn on baby. And I remember the first time I watched this, the way my heart just dropped into my fucking stomach. I was like, no. And then you hear the blast. And I was like, no, 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 no. They're not about to kill them already. I was, but I was, I was thoroughly afraid. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way they do this already. Right. Like, please. No. 100%. And immediately, immediately we see Mando react. By putting himself in front of Omero, which I thought was fucking cool of him. Just a, He's becoming you know, such a softy. It's just that's what's happening. <laughs> and then we uh, we cut to Kara, who shot the hunter in the back. They find the tracking fob, and Mando again knows they have to keep going, and Baby has to come with him. He smashes the tracking fob. and <sighs> Fuck. We next see them all packed up and ready to go. 
Car and Mando say their goodbyes and they're like, till we cross paths. <laughs> I always thought that was that last interaction was always a little weird to me. The way they like, like the way they like dap each other up and then just like hold it there and are like, until our paths cross. <laughs> it's just strange to me. Oh, I agree. I just think he seems so awkward. Like he's, he's too formal and too blunt. It's like, it just, I mean, everything comes out of his mouth almost makes you wince. It's like, damn, like. I mean, he's, he grew up as part of like a fucking like secret society almost. Yeah, I mean that. I imagine they're not working on their social skills super often. (laughs) Well, that's the thing though, is like, I want to know the timeline here because whenever he was taken in as a Mandalorian, that was during the Clone Wars. So he was there during the Great Purge. He was still, he was a Mandalorian at the time of the Great Purge because he lived through the whole empire taking over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he would have been, yeah. He would have so like, found We're going to get, point. I'm assuming we're going to be getting more information about the Great Purge through his eyes. Yeah, I sure hope so. Probably in this next season. Maybe that's what the flashbacks will be this next season. Love it. Is to the Great Purge from his perspective. I'm just a theory, but like, I would love to see that because I want to know what the fuck. I happened. think what oh. makes me feel so sorry, Miles. Um, no, you're good. I think what I think what I think makes me feel so good about like this is the first time we're getting TV shows from like you look at Marvel and Star Wars. We're getting this is the first time we've gotten content like this. Can't wait for Wandavision. Oh, I no, know, right. so excited. Not the not the topic, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think what makes me so excited is they left a lot of a lot left to be desired in a lot of different arcs. There's still plots that can be filled out. You know, we're talking about seasons worth of things that can be done, and I just think that makes me feel so good to know like these aren't going to be this. At least this show is going to be around for at least a little bit. You know, that confidence Absolutely. that we're going to get a lot of content out of this show. Because I know, I think the Obi-Wan um, show, show it's going to be really a, short. Yeah, it's a limited four-episode yeah, series. Yeah, so I, that's, think, that's gonna be I think it's nice to know, like, and have the confidence that this isn't going to be super short. Like, there's a lot left in this story. A lot more legs. Mm-hmm. So I was just going to say, kind of like the reverse of that. Talk about just, like, a super quick way to end the show. One, if, like, she had actually lifted his helmet off and the bounty hunter just, like, fucking shot him oh, immediately. Man. And then because of the fact that his helmet was off, he just got domed. Or well, that's he just domed too, Baby Yoda. <laughs> is that if they just, like, adjusted this story, like, a little bit, this could have been the end of a movie if she takes his helmet off and they live happily ever after. Like, if they wanted to take these first four episodes and, like, I mean, alter yeah, them just a little bit it's about to like flow, two hours flow and better. minutes, kind of. So, yeah, exactly. life work. It, if he just like took his helmet off and they were like, "Yeah, you know what? We'll stay." And like, happily <laughs> ever after. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but then Kara uh, and Mando say their goodbye, and then Winta is just devastated at saying goodbye to Baby Yoda, as I expected. I mean, anyone, any right-minded human, should feel that way. And yeah, if like, you're not, then you. Omera says goodbye to Mando, and you can tell there's an infatuation between the two of them. It's adorable. I, I think it. it's. I, want so, them to be I think it's so sad. Like we've seen already, seen one really sad goodbye in this show. You know, with uh, with Krill, but Quill, yeah. yeah, I think if they just do it again right here, and it's like, man, I, my heart just thick. Like my heart just got over the fact that you're never gonna hang out with your bro anymore again <laughs> and now, now it's like now you're leaving this yeah. dude, now you're leaving this wonderful woman With, who a, you're clearly supposed fantastic to be planet like damn this man's i mean like i know you have to leave i know you have to leave but shit but like could you just not though 
<laughs> we close on a baby Yoda watching as the children of the village wave goodbye to him. And we just, we close on him doing his little head tilts and ear movements and just being like, <laughs> okay, I guess this is fucking devastating. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting to see that like, he's not like crushed and it's like, he's just so. Well, that's the thing is that on this rewatch, what I'm doing is I'm kind of trying to project emotion onto baby Yoda because this dude is 50. Yeah. <laughs> so like he has to have at least some sort of I, I, feel on his emotions. Yeah. You know, he just can't properly. Definitely, especially him. with attachment and stuff. Like he's definitely like yearning for like some sort of whatever to cling on to. Absolutely. And like when I like in the last episode when Mando's burning that dude alive <sighs> and baby Yoda's just watching, I'm assuming He's fucking terrified. I feel like I feel like he's like happy. He's like, Yee. see, and there's there there is that theory may have legs too because he's seen Mando do this fucking work right, and then later when her when him and Kara are arm wrestling, and he decides, oh shit, someone's fucking with Mando. I'm gonna choke the shit out Kara Dune <laughs> through the Force. Do you like? Darth Vader did that shit. I think, yeah, and I think... In- and that was just, like, instinct. He had enough control to know he was reaching out and stopping her airway at her throat. <laughs> I think it's it's really... That's absurd. I think it's really interesting to see the Force being used in this kind of manner where, like, we're seeing a traditionally, like, dark, uh, dark side type, you know, action with that choke. Uh, I just think it's really cool to see like how in a forceless world, I say that with air quotes because it's not, but you know, that's not the most prominent feature of this season anyway. Yeah. So, you know, our, I think it's interesting to see that baby Yoda is like this kind of like, he's in touch, I guess, with both sides to a degree, or at least he has some kind of malicious intent because there's no count. There's no Jedi temple to teach him, to teach him the value exactly. of anything. He's, he's, he's not with. He's not with people who are going to teach him how to control his emotions. Yeah, and it's, it's In fact, we've done nothing but talk about how bad Mando is with his emotions. Right. So, like there there is legs to the theory that Baby Yoda could turn out a little a little dark sidey, well, you know? And, and also like whenever you're youngest, like like, you know, younger kids, they can't control their emotions. They just don't know yeah. how to. They're very impressionable. And never yeah, and we've never seen a kid, you know, like mentally, because he's still a child mentally. Obviously, he's fifty, but like a child with these this level of force powers. So even Anakin didn't really know he had the force. Yeah, and so like it's like he obviously Yoda has these emotions of like, oh, I'm gonna fuck her up, and also because he doesn't know how to control them, and also can just has these you know unbelievable powers at his fingertips. He just you know lashes out. <laughs> Do you realize the power that lies within this little fuck? Oh my god, it's... No, this kid is gonna get older. Like, he's gonna grow the fuck up. And he's already lifting fucking mudhorns mud off the ground. He's choking... Uh, choking, choking bitches. People, <laughs> choking people through the force. He's force healing, which only Ray had done in Star Wars and Kylo or Ben Solo later, but I mean, <laughs> this shows that Baby Yoda was even before them. Yeah, I mean, it's that's you know? about like we we'd never seen that in live action, and then here's here's Baby, and I remember 
uh, we'll talk about that when that episode comes around. But like, this kid is a he's a he's a, he's, a, he's a prospect. He's a young talent. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, projecting to be first round draft pick and whatever age you would have to be uh, for Baby Yoda to get drafted. The like a hundred years from now draft. Yeah, no, no idea what no well, no idea what class that is. <laughs> yeah, not sure, but we'll 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 look into it. We'll let you know. Uh, well, dudes, this was a this was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I think uh, you know I think this episode grew on me as we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that's and see that's the thing. I remember when I watched this the first time, and it, it certainly felt like that come down you were talking about, mm-hmm. where it was like we just rode this magnificent high of episode three. That's like one of the best episodes of Star Wars content we've gotten ever. Yeah. Uh, and then this is, I mean, like I said, we've seen it in Clone Wars and we've seen it in Rebels before this kind of story. So it's like it's not brand new, but they do their own thing with it, and it's it's definitely a slower pace, but like. Upon rewatch, it definitely. I was I, I appreciate this episode a lot more because I remember after watching the first three episodes for episode four, I was like, "We're gonna keep the foot on the fucking gas. Right. We're gonna keep going. This guy's gonna be on the run. It's gonna be a problem. People are gonna be tracking." But then we settled down, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, "All right." But upon rewatch, I I really fucking enjoy it. I lo- I love this little planet, and I love everything about this. I love everything about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think it does a lot to progress Mando's uh, emotion. You know, I think it does a lot to kind of progress and move that forward with where he's at emotionally wise and how uh, willing he is to share and, you know, kind of have some a little bit of social like awareness of like this is the feeling that's going around right now. How do I fit into that? You know, that kind of thing. I this is you, what other you. humans feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I mean, obviously we've talked about this a lot, but like, it, he's, he's never had a proper way to express his emotions. Right. Like, and like, I'm sure this is a problem that literally every Mandalorian oh, has at this 100%. point. 100%. Like, uh, all of them in that covert. Yeah. And they all, they all keep breeding the same sadness amongst themselves <laughs> instead of just being able to be like, okay, maybe we should take off these helmets every once in a while and just like, you know, talk to each other. Yeah. Come on, man. We got to like speak to each other, dude. <laughs> I have to know your feelings, man. They got to get, they got to take uh, Grief Cargo's advice, get the Camtono of spices, get the juice. I mean, dude, water. if they get the, can- I mean, like, they can do some ayahuasca down in that covert. I'm sure that would go over well <laughs> with all the Mandalorians. But uh, I'm sure ayahuasca exists on the planet Navarro with uh, Grief Cargo. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like he could find it. He could get his hands on it. <laughs> Almost certainly, but I, I I like the idea that spice is weed. Yeah, I think that's more fun. I just think, and now it just makes Poe Dameron seem so less like. Well, it just makes it so funny. Like for his character, he acts so like, like you know, like big time. Like, oh, I am the pilot. Like that's me. Like I'm the one that does this. And like, I'm the greatest pilot in the galaxy. Yeah, and then it's like I also used to use that skill to push we yeah like <laughs> wow poe like man you, you're a stud yeah i, I love you he, he sat there and he talks himself up and it's like the background is uh quite the quite badass. yeah quite the, pretty badass it's also very different fields but you know hey i, don't, I feel like that background only makes him cooler <laughs> oh, oh absolutely yeah. it. Uh, i mean yeah it'd be like it'd be like if Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad grew up and became a badass rebel <laughs> fighter pilot. I just think it's funny to think about because like what a 
you know, what prepared him in that field to like go shoot up and like get do this shit like combat? <laughs> Just bad deal. Well, I mean, well, like, yeah. there is there is background to his uh to his parents that were in the rebellion. His parents were in the rebellion and he uh they had a really close relationship with it, with Leia. So that's why Leia and Poe already have kind of a connection when you enter episode seven and episode eight. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, that's so also interesting to know that he basically came from a family of rebels and was like, okay, but on Kajimi, I'm still going to push this weight. <laughs> All uh, right. But listen, mom and dad, have you guys tried this spice though? <laughs> Maybe we just need to give the Empire a comptono of this, man. <laughs> then they'll see our side. Legalize spice, dude. <laughs> Legalize it, man. Uh, dudes, this was a lot of fun. Oh, um, sure. Thanks for coming on. Uh, this was Season 1, Chapter 4, Sanctuary of the Mandalorian. Next week we'll be back with Episode 5. Hopefully Joe will be able to join us. Now you guys have all officially... Each missed one episode. It's perfect. Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah we're all we've all we've we've taken we've each taken your time. Now we can all get back together. Hopefully. We gotta take it. All we right, gotta take it the distance. We gotta get it. Done. All right, cool. Next episode, gonna... you're off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joseph's got the lead. But, Joseph's got the lead. But, oh God! But, it's just but, gonna be. It's gonna be an hour of but, just talking about. Uh, he's gonna present a PowerPoint about eating Baby Yoda. <laughs> I mean, maybe we have a little something, something coming up. Well, and y'all. actually, going baby on Yoda, because I feel like we need to at least have a little like droplet of Baby Yoda eating. I do think like the opening scene of this episode. I understand a little bit why people want to eat him because he's a little shit. And so, like, at the, where he's like pressing the button, I'm like, all right, you're a little shit. Like, I now like I understand why people don't feel bad for like the fact that they're eating you. Because you're cute, but you're also an asshole. <laughs> I just feel like the well, yeah, majority like sentiment is that they're eating him because he's so cute. Like we kind of talked well, about it, this, but it's it's because he's cute. But at the same time, like they're not feeling bad because he's cute as well. Because he's also an asshole. <laughs> fair, fair. That's fair. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll continue this conversation with our special guest. I'll see you guys later. Peace. I'll see ya. It's all love. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. And with a special guest appearance at the last minute, at the buzzer, with Joseph fucking George to talk Baby Yoda cookbook, Baby Yoda recipes. We told you about this last week. We're going to fulfill our promise. Break it down for us, Joseph. I know you got cookbook recipes for us. Boys, I'm kind of going down a rabbit hole every single week now. But this one was okay. It wasn't, you know, three hours of research last time. This one was just a simple mind thought. Let me, uh, you know, just think about what I would like to eat. You retreated into your mind palace. I did. You and... dug through every meal you've ever eaten <laughs> in the history of your life. Exactly. To figure and... out what would be best with a dash of Baby Yoda in the mix. And it's pretty weird because I'll be eating dinner, and I'll be like, you know what? This could have a little sprinkle of Baby Yoda on it. And then I open my notes, and then I add it in. That's how I've been going this it's whole imp- week. It's impressive how your mind how your, – your, your mind. Your mind. It is, it is very tainted with Baby Yoda. 
I, I love your mind. <laughs> Thank your, you. Your mind, uh, your mind going to these recipes for baby, your mind being on, th- on the work on this right here. <laughs> it might be the most important thing I've ever done in my life. Probably it, not. It, it, may, it, may wow. be, it may be the best thing you ever do in your life. I, I hope us, not. All of us. But no, 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 that's how good the show is. That's how good the show is. Nothing, Joseph, nothing in your life will ever top you talking about your baby Yoda cookbook. I'll tell you what, nothing, no, nothing will top it in mine. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll right. tell you that much right fucking now. Every week, I hop on this mic just so I can hear Joseph talk about how much he wants to eat Baby Yoda. And I can firmly say it's still 90-10. Still. 90-10. Still. 100%. Still 90-10. 100% still 90-10. <laughs> and I think it's time to get into it. Every time I eat pasta, I can't think about having pesto pasta with baby Yoda grinded up and the green little pesto. It looks so good, and I think it'd be amazing. That's the first thing. First thing that came to my mind. Pesto, pesto pasta. pasta. I think from an from I think from a visual, that's got to be like the most. Ooh. That's a, like that's got to be just one of the most easy like hit it out of the park type uh, selections. I it's, mean, it's just ooh. an obvious. It's an obvious jumping off point from the green of baby Yoda to pesto pasta. I mean, I think that's. Hit us! Hit us with some more, Joe. Hit us! Show, show this motherfucker what's up. <laughs> this next idea was not mine, but I saw it on the internet and I couldn't let it pass. And it is deviled eggs, mm-hmm. but the egg you cut into the pod shape, and then you green dye the yolk, and then you make a baby Yoda in the pod, and then you eat it. What is? I, I I really wow. strongly That's want you all to look up Baby Yoda deviled eggs right now. L- literally look it up right now, and I want your reactions you know what? to jo- what Joseph, you see. Joseph, the, thing, the things I do for you. I just, <laughs> Joseph, what if alternatively, instead of, you know, with like a normal egg, what if you did this with the uh, the one, the mud horn or whatever it's saying, the, oh. one of those eggs? You did. You boiled oh, that big bad my God. big boy. Okay, I'm gonna tell okay, you right now okay, the devil. Okay. I'm gonna tell you right now the baby Yoda deviled eggs is pretty much the greatest idea I've ever heard. In my okay, life. Oh, it I, is. I was very anti until I looked it up and he he hit it out of the park. That's mm-hmm. incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Now just imagine that with because the because egg. egg. the egg the egg shell looks yeah, like the pod. It's perfect. And then in no, the pod goes baby Yoda. Yeah. God, you're a fucking it's, genius, I, Joseph. Keep going. Um. Okay, this one is for people of age, 21 years or older, and it's a uh, Green beer. a little tequila drink, but oh. uh, a little uh, thing on the side. You have two limes, and you stick them on the edge of the cup, and it become Baby Yoda ears. Oh, my God. So, use limes. I dig this. I dig this. We're going Baby Yoda themed. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, no, yeah, I was definitely under the impression that these were in recipes involving mm-hmm. Baby Yoda. Yeah. Okay. I was. This, that's where I was like. Th- yeah. There are a mix of them. Oh. These oh, are okay. ones that are okay. themed. Those you, two are you, themed. You just got it all. You got it all. There's yeah. no one. He's, there's no. There's no one we can trust more with this subject than Joseph. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's definitely vetted out his options here. Like, he's he trying to draw us it. in with just like Baby Yoda themed recipes. Then he's oh, going to hit us with the Baby Yoda involved recipes. There are none left on this list that are Baby Yoda themed. They are all recipes where I would chop up Baby Yoda's body into little parts and use them for each of these things. Oh boy. Yeah, because last last week you were saying how, uh, 
your hint your hint for this episode was how you can't just use them all on one meal. Exactly. <laughs> you got to be resourceful, you know. And Listen, no wasting of the baby Yoda. Exactly. And we're all in for the gains, you know. Sometimes we want to make our bodies look better. And what what do you have to have either before or after every workout? And that's a protein shake. A protein now just shake, imagine yeah. a mint chocolate chip slash baby Yoda protein shake. I think it'd be really good. I think his protein value is probably really high. Just and who knows judging. who knows who knows how much more uh, protein comes with like the force, you know? Exactly. So oh, I think that's you're an interesting thing. Make a buff about. after you have one of these protein shakes. Wow. Now, maybe midichlorians are just, you know, yeah, maybe midichlor- yeah, yeah, probably. This next one, I I was just thinking about Christmas time, and there's these sugar cookies with awesome, fro- awesome frosting on the top. They're of amazing. Of course, I know what you're talking about. That frosting is mm. green sometimes for Christmas, and it just reminded me of, let's just take something out of Baby Yoda. I don't know <laughs> what it is. It's going to be green. It's, it's going to be good. Add a little sugar to that. Great little Christmas baby Yoda cookies. Not the shape of him. Him. Not just the shape. There's him. They're still Christmas tree cookies, people. They're I think it's fucked trees. up. I think it's fucked up that if you're gonna use his actual body and then make whatever it is you're making look like baby Yoda, that's fucked. I mean, I feel like that's definitely crossing a line. Like, yeah, pay the man his respect. Make it – don't make it so obvious. Like, you're rubbing it in his face. Like, yeah, I'm eating you, and I'm making what I eat look like you so I can do it twice. I'm like, wow. Cold-blooded. That's not a bad That's idea, hate. actually. Not a bad idea. That's a burning hate. <laughs> uh, these next two are kind of bleh. I mean, it's just some ice cream and cake. Like, you can make a cake, cake in the shape of the Baby remote. Yoda. Yeah, but, like, you can – Put Baby Yoda in the cake, too. Um, and then the ice cream, you know, I just thought back to the mint chocolate chip. But this next one, I really love this next one because one of my favorite cereals as a kid was uh, little little cookie bites. You know, those little itty-bitty cookies. And it was perfect because they were already in milk. And they were mm-hmm. goaded. Mm-hmm. Cookie crisps. That's cookie the Cookie crisps. Oh, okay, man. yeah. Now you've got me. You've got me back. Now imagine... Those little sugar cookies with baby Yoda frosting on top in a cereal, and it's goaded, and I'd eat it every single morning. So what you're saying is miniature versions of the Christmas cookies. Yeah, in a cereal. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, this next one the is pretty cool. Uh, instead of gummy bears, you have gummy Yodas, and they're all green, all of them, and they just taste like him. All of them. All you of them. Green. No variation. That's all just you get. I feel like in your mind, Baby Yoda is a lot more sugary. Yeah, I was going to say. And Baby Yoda would be in real life. And be sweet as could be. Yeah. How do you he know? So is he sweet. a fruit? Is he a fruit or a protein, bro? He looks so f- sweet. Yeah, I just feel like most living things aren't sugary. Dude, this, <laughs> man was eating, this man was eating bone broth last episode. There's no You're chance. not telling me. You're not telling me. If you were the one person on the planet, in the galaxy, to eat Baby Yoda, you wouldn't at least try these things to see if they were good? I mean, no. Just, like, cook up a nice bo- Baby Yoda filet. No, because then it's wasting <laughs> all of it. Thought. I had the same Well, I mean, I mean, you could cook other things, too. But... Oh, baby Yoda ribs. Why has it got to go to waste, though? I don't get it. A whole mm. chicken gets cooked all the time. Why is Baby Yoda any different? You a nice, ooh. You baby only Yoda. have one of him. You baby have, like, Yoda endless leg. chickens you can get from the store. You no, can't but, buy a Baby Yoda from the but store. But they still cook and, and sell whole dead chickens. 
Oh, yeah, rotisserie Baby Yoda. Yeah, I, th- that's what I'm saying. That's my point. I don't know. I'm not, Put this I'm not man drooling. up like a fresh Branzino and we're good. I'm not this really drooling over these horrifying. ideas. This is horrifying. Here, Joseph. Don't here, we'll, we'll, scar any more of the listeners. Joseph, we'll 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 even it out with you. Okay, we'll take the baby Yoda outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can take all his like insides, use those to make the cookies and all that stuff, and then we'll just rotisserie the outside. <laughs> oh, there's no meat though. It's just that I can't do this. <laughs> okay. Wow. I don't know if you guys are a fan of pickles or not, but I crave them all the time. And what better form of pickle than relish? To put on many things, I think if you were to blend up Baby Yoda, it would and just be him. relish. Oh my I god! Mean, yeah, I mean, come on, you you picture Baby Yoda blending up in a blender? I kind of think of relish coming out, you know. Maybe get what, a little tomatillo salsa going in. What fascinates yeah. me is that just because his skin is green, we're all just assuming that everything on the inside of his body is green. Well, what else would it be? Yeah. I mean, well, it I mean, is. Like, he's just full green. People's Bold blood green. is red. No, it's not. How do you know? I mean, it's blue, but then... Have you ever seen blood, red. like, for real? Raspberry, juicy, drop, pop, boy. If his blood oh, is blue, my it is perfect for that juicy drop, oh, pop. God. That was off the dome. Um, that wasn't, was, that wasn't a bad idea. I got I got the visual, and I, mm-hmm. frankly, I respect it. But uh, you know what? I think that might be enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have forever. at least ten potentially more. forever, but I, yeah, potentially <laughs> forever. Let me just go on a speed round. It just turns out, all it of the rest. okay, okay. Give, give no us commentary behind. No them. commentary. Just, just give us go. the name, and then at the end of it, we're never talking about Baby Yoda recipes again. I'm sorry for everyone that had to listen to this. Yep. So soup isn't obvious just because he holds soup, and I could, I just imagine him in the soup. No sorry, commentary. commentary. What are the options? Sorry, uh, Pez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cupcakes. Oh, yeah. those would be so good. Donuts. I had some donuts this morning. An avocado. I thought I thought about uh, guacamole. I thought guacamole. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> grapes. There's cotton grapes. candy flavored grapes. But grapes. I mean, grapes. how are we making all of these things from baby yeah. Yoda? It's- Genetically, like, are we talking about like what the what kind of like, Jurassic Park bullshit? Is you guys don't understand. You guys I don't go see through. the vision <laughs> of the artist that is Joseph. George. This sounds like a Kanye West Twitter rant right now. <laughs> like, that's what I this guess. actually sounds like. You know what? Oh I'm going to stop there because my percentage is swaying a different way, and I don't want it to. <laughs> Your your percentage is swinging down. You're you're losing the taste for Baby Yoda. No, it is going, oh, going way up. up. It is going way up. What would you so say it's at right now? Joseph? The more you talk oh, about man, not it's about eating Baby Yoda, right now. Um, so I think I'll have to ninety nine one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to chill on these recipes. I'm just Jeffrey. stuck on where you're getting Baby Yoda grapes from, dude. 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 Just don't question it. Don't dude. question. Don't question the vision. Okay. I think that's enough. I think that's enough yeah. for Baby Yoda recipes. Uh, this was an excellent episode. Joseph, thank you for joining us when you could and uh, giving us those uh, disturbing but uh, wonderful ideas. <laughs> and uh, I know we're going to hear more about eating Baby Yoda. I just know it because, like I said, I just can't get enough of it. We, this this topic will almost certainly return, just not, not in the form of recipes. Oh, I will definitely have another segment to talk about. Don't know what it is yet, but I'll find out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out.
Because okay. I want you to talk about Baby Yoda. We need to get this to be like a college and, and, and you're eating him. Yeah, of course. Oh, <laughs> we, could, we, could, we could call it like, what's eating Baby Yoda? Yeah. Instead of like, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Mm-hmm. Just an idea. All right, well, thank you for joining us.